It's time to become bullyproof so we can live our best kicking life. As we know, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, and bullying is a real problem that negatively affects millions of kids, parents, teens, adults every single day. But there's a solution, and the good news is you found it. The Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life Podcast. So get ready to be empowered with hope and self-confidence to believe in yourself to become bullyproof and live your best kick in life. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, we're back at you again with another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. And this is the Spotlight Show, where we spotlight an amazing guest who's out there doing everything they can to kind of, well, fall in line with our core values, but most importantly, bring value to you, help empower you with that hope, that self-confidence, that courage, that belief in yourself. As I like to say, stand up to any bully you face, both real and in, the, in, in your mind. And we know the bully in our mind is the meanest, nastiest bully we'll ever face. That's why we got to continuously plant the right seeds in that mental garden. And at the same time, dig out those negative weeds so those seeds can flourish, those seeds can grow, and they can turn into trees that last for a lifetime and well beyond, last into a legacy. Well, who do we have today on our Spotlight Show? And this is episode number 311 on the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kick Life podcast. And those that are watching live right now, you, you, man, you're doing the right thing here because you can actually see the guest, you can interact with our guest, you can ask questions and be a part of the show. Now, those listening to the podcast, which will air on Monday, uh, yeah, great. Thank you for listening to the podcast, but I encourage you to do both. Double dip here, baby. Listen to the live stream when we air, we're live on Thursdays at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then when it airs on Monday, you can listen a second time. And I promise you're going to pick up on something that you missed the first time. And the biggest reason for that, as Zig Ziglar always would always say, when you listen to something more than once, when you listen to a book more than once, or when you read a book more than once, you're going to find something that you missed the first time because you're at a higher level of learning. That's just how it works because you're planting input. You're putting things in. They're going to help you grow. So who do we have? Well, if you're watching, you can see this lovely gentleman on the screen here, but I'm not going to give it away just yet. Actually, you may see his name if you're watching, but those listening, we're going to build him up first and talk about what an amazing human being he is. He's an entrepreneur, a brother, Zig Ziglar coach, mentor. He's a published author. He's a father, a grandfather, a husband, and he grew up on a small farm in Jones, Oklahoma. He was a full-time entrepreneur for 11 years selling real estate, which allowed him to experience you know, the unfortunate downfall of the Oklahoma economy in the 80s. And you know, you say, well, man, why would you even talk about that? Well, you know that everybody we have on the show has overcome some kind of battle in life or they wouldn't be human but they're willing to share what battles they've overcome with us. So when we're faced with difficulties, when we're faced with challenges, when we're faced with getting popped in the chops with the right hook reality, we know there's somebody else out there that's fought a battle and we can use their encouragement and their wisdom and their guidance to pick us back up. So that was in the 80s. Well, his background in real estate led him to being hired for the McLean County National Bank. He was eventually promoted to senior vice president of the branch in the bank, built him his own bank in Noble, Oklahoma. In January of 2020, after nearly 28 years in a banking career, he decided to go ahead and close that chapter and officially retired and then rehired back into the world of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, easy for me to say. And now he's coaching, mentoring others as a Ziegler certified choose to win and see you at the top coach, focusing on real estate. And he serves the McLean, uh, McLean's Bank Board of Directors. And as a published author, he lived, lives in a ranch in Nobel with his wife, beautiful Paula. 
And we've got a story to tell you about Paula, uh, which is going to rock your socks and also give you more faith and more belief in, you know, Christianity of believing and praying and utilizing your God-given talents to support others. We'll get into that. He's got two children, a son-in-law and one grandson, and his new role of chief encouragement officer is all about being passionate and helping others step into their purpose. And like I mentioned, just like all of our guests, he has battled through, he has overcome numerous challenges, and he's going to share that with us today to help empower us to become bullyproof and live our best kick in life. Who am I talking about? What gives me the utmost pleasure and, and just goosebumps, my brother from, from the Ziegler family that I met last year in, in Texas, and I'm going to see again this year, Mr. Jackie Liston. Jackie, how are you, sir? Man, I'm very grateful, Rich, and I'm grateful to be on your program today, brother. Well, awesome sauce. I'll take the glasses off now because I want to make sure I didn't skip over anything in the reading there. Um, so, well, Jackie, thank you very, very much for not only uh, when we first met in Texas there, uh, we, we, I was in uh, the Star Hotel where the, the Ziegler Conference was, and uh, we had a mutual friend, and we went to dinner, and son of a gun, we, yeah. it, it just it, it felt just so right in so many ways, the conversation for like three hours, and we had the young lady, which was a, a, our waitress there, who listened to our stories and was empowered and subscribed to the podcast, and she's probably listening right now, which is fantastic, but, uh, and, and I forgive me, I forgot her name. But uh, she was a wonderful human being. But I know it was the power and energy of our table that I, I hopefully helped her uh, with any challenges she's gone through. But at the same time, with her kindness and her attentiveness and everything she did, really empowered us. Uh, it, it's like yesterday, and here we're about ready to do it again in May. I know, man. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, um, did, did I miss anything in that uh, incredible list of accolades that you'd like to share with our listeners that maybe I, 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 I tried to, you know, the bio that you sent me and did a little Facebook stalking and web page stalking just to kind of get in the key details. And I do my best to, you know, pump up our guests the best I can because I always, you know, I shouldn't say hate it, but it's always tough when I go on a show and somebody says, hey, Rich Grogan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm like, oh, all right. So I try and save our guests from that. But if I miss anything, please fill in the gap, sir. No, you did a great job. You gave the Reader's Digest version, and and I look forward to getting into the meat of the conversation today that we might inspire hope, Rich, for somebody listening today. And that's the whole reason why we go through things in this life, and so we can be a, a blessing to others, you know, because when you know people listen, when you've been through something, they'll listen. And that's the only thing I can come up with, Rich, in this life, when you go through things, that God's going to use it in a greater way, but you still got to go through it. Yeah, and that's the, the thing that, well, I, I surely at times don't understand why we're going through it. And it, just a reminder, we got a bunch of friends popping on. Please say hello and uh, ask a question to myself or, or Jackie, and we'll be more than happy to uh, to, to answer it. Um, thank you, as always, for listening and subscribing. So, Jackie, it's a saying, yeah, we, we've talked about this numerous times about, you know, we can often get caught up in the why, 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 why? Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And to tell the truth, a lot of times we don't know the answer. Uh, but we're always faced with two choices, right? To, to give up, lay there and, and cry about it. And there's nothing wrong with crying. But I'm saying if you get caught up in all that crying and don't pick yourself back up, then it's very, very difficult. The longer you lay there, the harder it is to get back up. And then, of course, you lose hope, you lose faith, you lose belief in yourself. And that makes it very difficult to get back up. Yes, uh, so true in life. And, you know, as you mentioned, I grew up on a small hog and dairy farm in Jones, Oklahoma, and I had to share this little story since you're talking about this, that yeah, quitting is not an option. And I learned this when I was 14 years old. My dad was kind of a, 
John Wayne kind of a guy. Had a big old Stetson hat. And, and here's how my dad was. Uh, when I was seven years old, he, we had registered Poland China pigs. Dad showed these all over the nation as well. And I started chores when I was seven years old. And he told me one day, he said, son, go build a pig pen. I said, dad, I don't know how. He said, you'll figure it out. So I knew it took four panels and four posts and bailing wire, you know, and a post pounder. And that first rendition, Rich, if you could see it, I wish I had a picture. It was terrible. <laughs> so I, I'm sure I come back whimpering and crying. He said, well, he gave me a couple pointers. He said, now go out and try it again. See, dad was teaching me to solve problems at an early age. And so we had, this, we had a dairy farm. They were uh, sporty head of Holstein cows. It was at my grandma's farm. It was a mile away from our hog farm. And I'm 14 years old. We drove back in the end dirt roads, you know, and I had this bright idea. My brother was milking cows and I was feeding the pigs. Well, he went and helped his buddy to his one weekend and I did all the chores. I had this bright idea because I really did love the milk cows. I like being around them. My older brother did not. His name was Bart. So Bart got back and I said, Bart, I'll make a deal with you. He said, what's that? I said, man, I'll trade you milk and cows for feeding pigs. He said, partner, you got a deal. <laughs> so about that first week, Rich, of getting up at 3.30 in the morning, and milking cows after about a week, I thought this wasn't too smart, <laughs> but I was committed. So it was uh, this this rocked along for about six months, and it was a February here in Oklahoma, and it was cold and wet, and our facilities weren't that great, you know. Dad, he tried to save a nuclear where he could. Well, a heifer is a young cow that hasn't been milked very often, and the, you know the rookies are in the back and the pros are in the front type of deal. And I had about half of a milk, and a heifer knocked the gate down. Well, the rest of the cows got out. I was frustrated. I was 14 years old. It was cold and wet. And I said, I quit. So I loaded back the car, drove back to our pig ranch. And there's dad eating supper. He looked at his watch. He said, are you done milking already? I said, yeah, dad, that's what I'm going to be. He said, what do you mean? I said, I quit. He said, oh, really? <laughs> he was nice, Rich. He didn't want to lose his, his milker, you know. And here's the conversation we had back to the dairy barn on that mile. He said, son, that's not an option. He said, where are you? Calvary's not coming. He said, we've got to do this. So we got the rest of them back in there that evening. He figured out the ones I'd milked and the ones I hadn't. And guess what, Rich? At 3.30 the next morning, I was back milking cows. So I learned at 14 years old, quitting's not an option. That is an absolutely incredible story. Incredible. And, and I've often said, and I'll post quite often on our uh, social media channels, you know, about baling hay and about working on a farm and growing up on a farm. And we had a hand, uh, we had one cow as our milk cow that, that provided our milk. And that was one of the ways kids would tease me when I was younger. Uh, Richie's so poor, can't even afford milk. And, you know, <laughs> oh, why are you being mean to me? But yeah, milking a cow, boy, that was a tough, tough task to do. And, um, and, and oftentimes the doggone cow would knock over the, the, the milk bucket or, or they would get out, like you had said. And there are many times, and uh, my father had similar conversations, you know, well, I love that. The Calvary's not coming to, to save us. You're, you're going to have to figure it out on your own, man. And uh, what, what a lesson that that everyone could learn from uh, in, in regards to persevering and battling through. And what that does is that builds our foundation of, well, not only self, uh, self-respect, but I talk about that self-esteem, which is derived off of that self-respect from putting in a good, honest day's worth of work, from doing the things and believing in yourself, from overcoming and battling through. And that at 14 years old, Goodness gracious, that foundation was laid then, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Matter of fact, and a couple months after that, my cousin was helping me one weekend. And dad kept telling me, son, you better watch how you open that door. Because those first cows, they really wanted to get in. Because they're going to get a nice grain meal, right? And then the, the milkers relieved the, the pressure off the udders, you know, to get the milk out. And so they love coming in because they're going to get this nice grain meal. You know, their udders get relieved, what have you. Well, one Saturday morning, I was about halfway asleep. And I opened the door. 
the wrong way, like Dad kept telling me. Two of them came through at the same time and caught my arm in the door. Well, I break my arm, and I, there was a 16-penny nail, and I'm hung on this nail, and I get off, and I'm running around, and my cousin laughed at first. He saw it was probably really hurt. Went up to my grandma's house, and Dad just had to be eating breakfast that morning. And he looked at it. He said, oh, I think he just sprained it. And Grandma said, no, you better go take him to the hospital. So we go to Edmond, Oklahoma, to the hospital, and we're in the emergency room. And that nurse is kind of, you know, moving that arm around. I go, that hurts. She's, well, I think you just sprang it. She come out and said, you broke your arm. I said, well, I've been time telling people for two hours I got a broken arm. <laughs> so they put a cast on it, Rich. So we're driving home, and I, I'm thinking, well, this in my mind, you know, 14-year-old, this might be kind of good, but I might get out of chores. You know, I got a broke arm. So I told Dad, I said, Dad, I'm sure sorry. It looks like I'm out of commission. You know, milking cows. He said, yeah, you can't milk. There's too much water. But he said, yo, you can put a bread sack on that arm. You can water. I couldn't, I couldn't even get, I get doing chores with a broke arm. <laughs> so, you know, but he, it, it wasn't being mean or anything, but he was right. I mean, it's a water hose, right? Turn you know, it's not going to hurt me. So uh, anyway, he needed his help. And, but I just learned that you, you learn to overcome in life. It's not what happens to you in life, right? Like Zig Ziglar says, it's how you handle what happens to you in life. And I think that's key here, Rich. Uh, in so many ways. And, and what, a great, what a great story there. A broken arm. That's a mere flesh wound. Get back out there. Put a bag on it. I can't get out of doors, man. You know, there's no cavalry coming, man. Oh, he, he needs help. You know. So, with, with with that type of foundation, um, that, that that prepared you for you know the countless struggles you were going to endure going through life, right? And we never know why we're faced with those challenges. We never know why we go through this. I, I you know would always ask why in the world do I feel different? Why? Can I not fit in with others? Why do I have all this extra energy? Why are people picking on me because I'm, I, I I grew up on a farm shoveling horse poop, baling hay, and milking a cow? You know, I never understood any of this stuff, right? And, and, and you can't. Uh, but, but it also ties into the why that we often ask, why is dad doing this to me? Why is, is, is dad expecting this of me? Because uh, my city friends or the city boys, as dad would call them, never had any chores. And I had all these chores. I never understood why that was the case. And then, of course, your, 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 your thing about letting the one cow in at a time, boy, oh, boy, you know, dad would always tell me, hey, hey, boy, better do it this way. And, of course, just like anybody else, you're thinking, why in the world? It would be much easier to do it this way. Well, it's sort of like your parents telling you, don't touch the stove because it's hot. And you're yeah. like, well, whatever. Oh, gosh, dang it, it's hot. What the heck was I doing? You almost need that hot stove moment or letting the cows all in at once moment in order to, like, oh, my gosh. And then, of course, your dad probably said, boy, how many times have I told you that? <laughs> of course, <laughs> you tried to tell me, you know, I've learned the hard way, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with, with all that being said and uh, everything you did uh, with an entrepreneur for, for a big chunk of your life and then getting into the banking industry and then doing that and empowering others and helping them with loans, helping them believe in themselves to overcome whatever adverse or, or financial struggle they were going through. And then back into the world of uh, entrepreneurship and being a Ziegler, see at the top and choose the win coach. Uh, a lot of your foundation has prepared you for that in order to help connect with those you're trying to help. And uh, um, so w when you've got a new client coming on and they've got struggles and they've got challenges, and of course they think they're the, they're the only one going through it because any one of us, when we're going through it, it's only happening to me. It's not happening to anybody else. No one understands my problems. And, and, and I get that. We talked about uh, the most popular radio station in the world uh, a, a earlier podcast. It's a W-I-I-F-M, you know, what's in it for me? <laughs> yeah, we've all been tuning to that occasionally. Boy, it's not a good one to tune into, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, we, we get lost in that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That station, 
So with, with people coming to you, what uh, um, kind of share with us how you share your background, your uh, battling through your perseverance and your upbringing, how that helps connect with them in a way that they not only believe in you, but believe in you enough that they believe that you can help them overcome their problems. Well, I've got a good friend of mine that he said, you listen to people who've earned the right to speak. And hopefully I've earned the right to speak. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not boasting about that. It's just, but like I said earlier, Rich, when you go through things, you go through those because you're going to help somebody down the road with that experience. You know, and then people are going to listen to you. And I think it's those life experiences that, you know, knowing that, you know, the hard work and, you know, the foundation, like you said, that I, that gave me, which led into the 80s and all the, you know, the, the, the rise and the fall and, and all the things I went through there, which led me that experience helped build experience in the banking industry, right, where people came and, and they knew that I had gone through a lot. And here's the thing that was kind of cool whenever I got into banking. You don't see many entrepreneurs on the other side of the desk as a banker. That's what was so bizarre. Because see, I understood how they felt on the other side. And I'm not knocking any any bank bankers or and there's probably other entrepreneurs, entrepreneur type people that have got into banking, but there's probably not a whole lot like that. And so I thought that I think that brought a little extra and people felt like they could trust me more because I knew I knew how they felt sitting there on the other side of that desk thinking, if this guy don't help me, I'm in trouble. So every I've learned, and you know, Rich, uh, you're just getting your books about to come out. I can't wait to read it and tell others about the phenomenal book that you've written. And you know, I shared with you back in June that God had put a book on my heart, you know, about going through all those experiences. And it's the publisher, and you know, maybe two or three months we'll have it here where you know maybe people want to read it. It's kind of an incredible ride, really. But I learned in writing this book and getting all these words out of my head on paper that everything that I went through on the farm was preparing me for what I was getting ready to go through in the 1980s here in Oklahoma as a young entrepreneur. And everything that I went through as a young entrepreneur owned way more money than I ever thought I could pay back in this lifetime in my 20s and seeing God literally do miracles, which led to a banking career. And they built me a bank. It's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> but that's how things work, right? And uh, so I think it, back to answer your question, I think it built trust. Um, you know, and once I got to know me and my stories, and they saw that I was helping, you know, and then this person told that person type deal. Because when I first got into banking, I was helping the farmers. And the next thing you know, they started telling everybody, go see Jackie, go see Jackie. Well, that's why they built me a bank in Noble. The CEO called me in one day and said, Jackie, we've got all these people coming down for sale. Oklahoma is where our main bank is. It's called, it was used to be called McLean K National Bank. Now it's called McLean Bank. Still the same family, the Sherman family are the major stockholders. It's family owned. Anyway, Don Sherman at the time, our CEO, said, Jackie, will find you some land. We'll build you a bank. And so it's just trust. It's building those relationships and helping others. You know, you, you know, one of, one of our favorite, you know, Zig's famous quotes, if you're helping up other people get out of life what they want out of life, Rich, you can have everything you want out of life. And I've adopted that, that, that quote for my life. And it works. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and those just uh, tuning in, uh, we're talking to Mr. Jackie Liston, Ziegler, choose to win and see at the top coach. He's talking about uh, his, well, his experiences, which were challenging at times, growing up on the farm, living through the 80s in the banking industry, and then what he's doing now to empower others. And the biggest thing, if you just tuned in, you may have missed, is trust. Trust is so huge. When you gain somebody's trust, they're, they're essentially, um, uh, was it Simon Sinek talked, uh, and I forgot which, I think it was Leaders Eat Last. He talks about the most 
vulnerable thing we can do is to give someone our trust because now we have given them or our love, given them the opportunity to not only break that trust, but to hurt us because we have now opened up to them. So trust is such a huge, huge thing, which has to be earned, just like respect has to be earned. But once you've got that trust, oh my gosh, it's what you do with it after that. Now, unfortunately, we see in the world today, too many people take that trust and run the opposite or the wrong way with it and breach that trust. So people are a little more reluctant, a little more reserved to open up and give that trust, which is really no way to live either. Yes, you have to protect yourself. But my point is, if you truly go at it with a, a, a servient heart, that you're, the whole sense of what you're doing is to really help people, man, that, that trust is there. And that's going to help you succeed in anything you do in life. Now, is it going to be easy? No, nothing in life is easy. But gosh darn it, that is such a foundational piece. And Jackie's sharing with us how he's earned that trust through what he's done. And then also being extremely humble about it, saying, hey, I hope this helps others out there. I think it will. He's got a great book coming out. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit here. But he's put his life into that book because the message can only reach so many people. But a book, boy, now that that's out there. So that's another lesson for, lesson for entrepreneurs and other uh, authors and speakers out there. Get your darn book out. Why? Because you have a gift. You have a challenge you've gone through that everyone needs that, that you can learn from. So, and I'll talk about, and Jackie was kind enough to mention my book. And uh, here, we, here we go. Those watching the live stream, yes. I got the author's copy. There it is. I got the author's copy, which means it's uh, uh, the final, it says at the top there, you might be able to see it, but as it say here, not for resale, because that's the author's copy to look through <laughs> and um, make sure there's the, no, no goof ups before it goes live. And no, uh, what is it? April, April, this is April already. April 26th is when it goes live. So please mark that date down, save that date. And you can go to our website, grogansbullyproof.com, and buy a copy on that day. And the goal is to get this out in as many hands as possible to help empower as many as we can. Because as we know, uh, and, and those that listen a lot, you know this, suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34. I mean, that's insane. It's all because of lack of self-esteem, lack of self-respect, uh, and, and a lack of self-confidence in giving up hope. That's when people take their own lives. And it's, through this pandemic, it's gotten even worse. So let's empower people to become bullyproof. There we go. My little plug for my book there. So enough of my book. Jackie, uh, you, you touched on your book. So tell us the title of it. And uh, obviously your goal is to get it to as many hands as possible to help share through your experiences that God gave you, uh, the, not only the experience itself, but the wisdom to get through it. And now you're sharing it in your book. So first of all, what's the title? And uh, um, I'm going to push you a little bit here. You said in a couple of months, well, maybe would you feel confident enough going on, on, on the air here and saying that this is the date you're hoping? Well, uh, there's a couple of things that I want to try to accomplish that there's a couple of endorsements that I want to get and uh, that I've been praying about. And so that's the only thing that might hold me up. It takes just a little longer for a couple of people that I'm going to ask to see if they'll give me a little blurb in the book. And so there were some well-known people. And so that'd be the only thing that would keep me from putting a, a hard date on it. But we're real close. It's 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 uh, of course, I use Michelle Prince with Performance Publishing. Wonderful person. Rich knows Michelle. And that just happens to be, I'll give her a little plug here today too, Absolutely. because she does a phenomenal job. The name, name of the book that God told me to write is called A Place Called Through. So we all go through things in life, Rich, and there's kind of a cool story about how that name ever came about. It just came to me just a few months ago. I, I didn't have a clue what we were going to name it until just a couple months ago. But the, basically the, 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 the purpose of this story is about a young entrepreneur that had everything that could go wrong outside of his control. But then I saw God do miracle after miracle in my life. And see, 
we all we all go through things in life. I don't care who you are. And see, your through rich might be different than my through. But we all have there, there. There's a place called through. The name, how it came, was about in 2010. I had a large loan that the bank had me take over that I didn't do. And the, the whole emphasis of this, it was very stressful. They were very good people, and it was an ag-related deal, and it wasn't their fault. It wasn't the bank's fault. Just you know, cattle prices fall right and that kind of thing. Then you get into banking rules with examiners, and they make you charge down things. It's just that's a long story. But the whole crutch of this was I had as much pressure on me with that loan as I did back in the 80s owing all that money. And it was really wearing on me. The one day I was coming from the Remain Bank in Purcell to Noble, there's a large bridge that connects a little town called Lexington Purcell. The thing's almost a mile long. And I'm coming across this bridge. And I, I just talked to guy like we're talking rich. I mean, like I'm talking to my dad in the car that day, you know, when I wanted to quit. And I said, God, what's going on? And here's what I felt like he told me. He said, Jackie, you have to go through this. Otherwise, I can't position you where I'm trying to get you. And he said, there's a place called through. And that's where the name came. And the other day, it, it, I remembered that story. I was, you know, they were telling me, Jackie, you need to, we need to figure out the title of the book, you know. And, and it just came and it fit. Because everything I went through as a kid on the farm, like I said just a minute ago, led to help me get to the 80s. And everything within the 80s led to the banking experience. And so in this book, you're going to find out that I owed close to $2 million when I was 25 years old at high interest rates. I mean, you know, interest interest rates were jumping. I remember in January of 1981, my father brought a Jeep Wagoneer. We drove Jeep Wagoneers. We developed land. We did acreages. We towed the note. Had a great program. It was It was great for the people. We had a lot of people back then paying $200 a month in a mobile home park. They could own five acres of land for $200 a month and they could own land. You know, great, a great concept. Allowed them to get out of a rental situation, provide good income, you know, what we call mailbox money, right, as, as entrepreneurs. Everything's going great. And my dad knew all the farmers there at Jones. And, you know, we, we, we'd go and buy it from the farmer 10% down, 10% interest for 10 years. And then I would go to the bank because I didn't have, you know, I started like everybody else with nothing, you know, but it's called leverage. That's the name of the game go to the bank and they loan me the money to put the roads and the surveying and all that. And then we'd carry the note for 20 years, rich at 12% interest. And, uh, and the, the philosophy is have the bank and the farmer pay back in 10 years. You got 10 years of mailbox money, right? Great concept. Working great. Best we can tell with my father-in-law, Paul Howard, you'll hear a lot about Paul in the book and some about Paul Howard today had a great impact on my life. Uh, he's my father-in-law. I ended up marrying the boss's daughter, uh, five deal. But best we can tell, we developed over 4,000 acres of land in that time span. And uh, it, was, it was incredible growth. And then it was incredible bottom falling out type deal. And the whole thing is we, we're talking about the word trust. And here's the deal. You know, here's the deal. Whenever I, whenever I, uh, uh, you know, found finance the land, you had confidence in me, right, that you're going to get your deed, your title and everything. Well, if I would have, if I would have failed, you know, if I, if I'd have lost everything and you would have lost rich, I couldn't have lived with that. You know, I just couldn't have lived with that. And so that's the part, there's part in this book, you're going to find out there was a, a moment that I had bankruptcy papers in my, you know, in my hand. And I just told my father-in-law, I said, you know, I thought about that story when I was 14 and wanted to quit. You know, I have to apologize. My, I think my grandson's back here. So if he's coming through, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not when you're done with the story, bring him on camera. We'll definitely I'll, say hi. I'll back in here. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's out here. He's out here playing with everybody today. He's, he's sparking joy. He lives right next to him. But anyway, I was this, we were this close to filing bankruptcy. And I remember that story. Dad said, quit. He's not an option. And I told my father, I said, Paul, I'm going to show up at the land office in Jones every day. 
And the only way I'm going to quit it, or leave, I'm going to quit, but the only way I'm going to leave, me and suits come in and tell me that I have to leave. And I just made up my mind, Rich, I wasn't going to quit. And I didn't. And we never did have to file bankruptcy. Now, I got a shopping center foreclosed on. I had a million-dollar judgment against me for many years. These are the type of stories in there that hopefully will help you see that no matter what happens to you, if you'll just stay with it. You know, Zig Ziglar, talk, he calls it PC, right, Rich? Persistent consistency. You know, work on today. And, you know, it's hard not to be concerned about tomorrow, right? Or we want to look back and think, and I, this happened a couple of times. You'll read in the book, how did I get here? Why is this happening? And we talked a little bit about that before, Rich. But I'm just telling you, when you stay with it, incredible things happen. And it takes faith to show up, you know. But, but like what I learned when I was a kid, what else am I going to do? And But that that's what kept me going is I didn't, you know, if I lost everything, Rich, me and my father-in-law, my wife, and mother-in-law, that's on us. But if you lost that's not that I couldn't live with that because the Bible says a good name is rather be chosen than silver or gold. And that was more important to me than, you know, than anything, to be honest with you. That's a fantastic story. And folks, man, you listened to it. You heard it. I know it probably gave you goosebumps as well. Uh, you're probably saying, where in the world can I get this book? Well, I'm going to put a little more pressure on Mr. Jackie Liston and uh, he's, he's wanting to get those endorsements. He's wanting to get uh, all the background uh, things taken care of in the book. So it can have even a greater impact, but we're also going to put a little extra pressure on him to get that thing out before the end of the year so you can help the many, many, many lives that need to not only read this story, but feel the impact and then use the motivation from this story to help empower their lives to overcome whatever a battle or challenge they're facing right now. Great stuff. Yeah, and then, you know, Rich, uh, and whenever you want to get into the, the thing that's just recently happy with my wife, there's, a, there's another touching story in this, uh, you know, when you want to get into that, that goes along with this this place called Through, you know, the place called Through in the book here. So, because um, everybody goes through things. I don't care who you are in this life. So my wife's grandfather, was my he was a mentor. He, he made it to almost 100 years old. And for the last 12 years of his life, I got to have breakfast with him every morning. His name was Lloyd Weldon Wilson. I called him Wilson W. And he's a sheriff. He was a sharecropper, you know, down in, in Bonham, Texas. And uh, he was, uh, you know, told me about his life and how hard it was. And I asked him one day, I said, Grandpa, is it uphill all the way? And he said, all the way. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it is. Life is that way. And it, it just figured to be uphill. So if you know it's uphill, just, just you know, I, I do half marathons. Rich, it's crazy. I'm working on my 14th, right? And I'm 60 years old. And when I get to a hill, I just bear down, boy, and I just, I just get after, it. you know, I just put my head down. And I, I say, there's forgiveness ahead. <laughs> you stay with me, you know. <laughs> well, and that's that PC that uh, uh, Zig and Tom both talk about, the persistent consistency. And but, but it, it apart with the persistent consistency, it, I guess it should be almost be PCP, right? Persistent consistency, uh, perseverance <laughs> to have that. Or maybe PPC, perseverance to be persistent and consistent. Uh, PPC. Well, we'll talk to Tom about adding that in there. But yeah, you've got to persevere and you got to battle through. And, and, you know, as I say, one of my hashtags is that right hook of reality. You're going to get popped in the chops and it, it stinks. It doesn't feel good. Uh, but the grandpa's wisdom there, almost 100 years old. <laughs> it's a hill. It's a climb. Just, just bear down, buckle down and get on it. And you mentioned, you know, when you get punched, I call it getting gut punched or blindsided. See, it's usually the blind side that gets us. You know, you can have the best place plan in the world. And you'll read in this book, everything that went wrong outside of my control did. The government had a tax reform law that changed. And it, it basically put me out of business. 
one tax law change put me out of business. And there's a bunch of other things that just that continued to this add up and it all hit at the same time. And so, like you said, you get to choose, you know, are you going to look at this with the right pair of glasses, right? That Zig says, and there's a little story in there in that book that I tell about that. I, man, I was so broke and, and the down payments is how my follow on I made a living. Everything else went to pay back the farmers in the bank right on the payments coming in. And I'm really needing to pay bills. And this don't sound like a lot of money, but you got to remember $1980 or three times now. I think it's what I Googled the other day. So anyway, a lady came in and bought an acre track and put $1,400 down. I thought, great. It was in the evening. It was so late in the evening. I just stuck a check in the, you know, in the drawer and thought, well, I'll, I'll pause it the next morning. Well, eight o'clock the next morning, Rich, she's calling me. So Jackie, I need to talk to you. So I, I met her at the land office and I said, I said, something wrong? She said, yeah, I need my money back. And I said, well, can I ask why? She said, well, my sister gave Well, here I had a lot sold for ten thousand, and giving a lot, you can't overcome that. And I just, I just politely took out the check and I said, "Yes, ma'am, here's your check back." And when she left, Rich, I was sitting there, and part of me wanted to get angry, right? But part of me said, "Once you just go ahead and thank me in this situation," and I chose to thank God. I swore you got something better. True story. A week later, a friend of mine that I went to school with, him and his grandpa, came in the land office. He said, "Jack, you got any acre tracks out here?" And I said, "I sure do." You interested? He said, "Yeah." Went out rich and it was the exact track I'd sold that lady. He said, well, what about this one? I said, yeah, I've got him walked on. He said, man, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I said, good deal. If I can get the price right, you want to buy it? Yeah. So we go back to the land office and I pull a contract out. And I said, well, Roger, how much money you want to give me down? He said, man, I'm going to write you a check. I'm going to pay cash. <laughs> and on a cash deal, we got 20%. So I got, I made a thousand dollars of 700 and my follow-on made a thousand. And we had 8,000 to pay down debt. See, a lot of times there, there's a test. Are you going to have the right attitude in this situation? Are you going to get mad and upset? You know, and I've learned that if you'll just, you know, it doesn't always go the way you think it's going to, but if you'll be patient and you'll try to find the good, be a good finder, right? It's amazing what happens. That's fantastic. Uh, a good finder for those that uh, uh, we, we've talked about it on many, many. That's another, we're going to quote the heck out of Zig Ziglar because he's had some profound impact in our life. And everything he's done, and they, but he's a realist too. Oftentimes, I'll hear people say, "Yeah, all that Ziggler stuff, man. Yeah, it sounds all good, but it's almost sunshine, rainbows, and uh, you know, the world just isn't like that." Well, it, you haven't listened enough, Zig Ziggler. He's going to pump you up. He's going to uh, do what he can to empower you, but he's also going to hit you with, "I like my right hook reality," or Jackie's gut punch, or blindside, and let you know that look, ain't nothing sunshine and rainbows, as Rocky says. Me, world's a mean, nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. That's true. It's true because uh, Ziegler would say that um, one of the common things he would have people say to him is, yeah, all that motivation stuff, it doesn't last. And Zig said, you're right. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. <laughs> so the good finder is all about choosing to look for the good, especially in times when you, well, I don't see it's not that we don't want to, but oftentimes when we're down, we're beat down, we're losing hope, we're losing confidence, faith, belief in society and humanity. And it's hard to find the good. That's when we really need to knuckle down and dig a little deeper. Now, I say that because I certainly don't have it all perfect. I say that so I can hear it myself, but hopefully in the midst of me hearing it, it plants a seed in my garden, and then at the same time it plants a seed in somebody else's garden who may be thinking about giving up hope, uh, which ties into everything we talk about with the Bullyproof and the Kickin' Life brand, because uh, there's reach out. There's always someone out there. And then here's the thing, as, as Jackie mentioned earlier, how do you get everything you want in life? How do you get it? And that's what we want, right? I mean, Zig says we want to be healthy, uh, uh, 
Oh, hello, hello, goodness gracious. Happy, healthy, and reasonably prosperous, right? Yes. That's an easy thing, right? It, well, easier said than done. But by taking your focus on the problems you have and being a hero and helping somebody else, I guarantee your problem-solving ability is going to improve. doesn't mean your problem is going to go away, but you're going to come at them with a much, much different mindset and much, much different approach. It's almost like regrouping at halftime in a football game. If you're getting you know, the daylights knocked out of you or in a fight, you know, between rounds, if this guy is just counter-punching the heck out and you can't figure out how to do it, well, you need to regroup, refocus. And the yeah. refocus I'm talking about is take your thing, forget about maybe your problems for the time being, see what you can do to help somebody else. And once again, your problems aren't going to go away, but you're going to come back with a better game plan in order to attack them. And that's what we're talking about, what Jackie's talking about with his book, with everything he's over, uh, overcome and battled through, which leads into the next kind of segment here. And it's a recent... Uh, a blind side that he and his beautiful wife got hit with and uh, but he didn't give up hope didn't give up faith uh dug in his heels so to speak on that perseverance and that foundation he had built and battled through this challenge which uh um it's recent so i'm not sure did it, did it make it in the book or is it just something that uh is challenging no, I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk about the challenge and uh uh share with with the blind side that you got and then what you and jackie did uh or you sent out the 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 prayer warriors to help you, but you guys had to believe and have the faith in order to overcome. Yeah, my wife Paula. Uh, I said Jackie. You're Jackie Paula. Oh, no, okay. no, no, you're you're cool, man. Well, hey, I get that's why I have to put Mister Jackie on. I get a lot of a lot of. Well, no, <laughs> I got it right here in my notes, Paula, and uh, I specifically right. this. I wouldn't goof it up. Gosh darn it, no, Jackie! You're, you're I'm sorry, great. No, you're great. But I forget uh, my own name if it's not on the wall. <laughs> you're doing good, man. So I you put on my shirt. <laughs> the amazing thing, we just sent the, the book to the publisher, and within 24 hours, my wife got diagnosed with breast cancer on February the 11th. And you talk about this a gut punch, man. I mean, I we just, and we were supposed to get the answer maybe on a Monday. They called my wife on a Friday. She does bookkeeping, and she was helping a client. And I got a text, Jackie, it's cancer. But, you know, we'd already, we'd already kind of tried to have our mindset, our mental mindset, right, risk going into the steel, you know. Being realists, of course, you know, looking at the positive side of it. But what if what if the news comes that we didn't want to hear and we got it? So then we said, okay, this is the hand dealt. So now what do we do? You know, and I'll have to tell you this. It's been a it's been a little overwhelming. But here's the thing I wanted to tell you. We I talked I called Michelle Prince, our publisher. I said, Michelle, I need to add another chapter. So the last chapter is called a place called through, and we talk about this this gut punch that Paul and I just just had just had. And uh, and at the end of the book, it just says, you know, and by the way, my wife had diagnosed, diagnosed with breast cancer. And although we don't know at that time, didn't know the outcome of this. We're not privy. You know, we know that God's in our tomorrow. We just have to go through this place called through. See, there's just a place called through. And I don't mind going ahead and just telling you the rest of the story here on Rich's podcast. We had some wonderful news uh, just a few days ago from the oncologist. My wife is cancer free. No chemo, no radiation, no extra drug. I'm just telling you, this is just a straight miracle. And Paula's doing good. There's a lot of surgery. Uh, she had a double mastectomy and went through all the things that, she, that the women that have had breast cancer. Some of you out there maybe list have had breast cancer. Maybe you know somebody's going through it. And I, we know what it feels like. But I've had people like Rich and friends with, you know, how you doing? Cars, flowers, food. And I can tell you one thing, Rich, that I've learned through this experience. 
And I want to share this just briefly with, with the audience too. Don't ever, a lot of people will jack out afraid I was going to bother you. I said, no, please bother me. Here's why. You never know when this a little card or a little word might be just what that person needs. And when I gave all my friends permission, it's like, oh, thank you. Because we, you know, we, they care, you know. And so I've learned that, that I hope that I've always been compassionate and have empathy. But I think I went to another level, Rich, to be honest with you. And uh, I have to say, Rich and many others like Rich, my friends, have poured out their hearts and prayers. And we have felt them. And I want to share that with you. And there'll probably be something else come out of this. Paul has journaled this journey. There might be a sequel to this. I don't know. Rich, it might be we made it through. It might be the next one. I don't know. But there's a place called through. So I want to give you hope today. I want to give the audience hope today. That no matter what's happening to you, just remember, draw strength from others. Maybe they've gone through what you've gone through. Get your mindset right. You know, look at it in the best positive light that you can and be grateful that every day that you have. I have another thing, Rich, I'd like to say. We've had the most phenomenal doctors, the medics. Everything has just been above and beyond. It's been amazing. And even to a young traveling nurse named Tiffany that found this lump in my wife's breast. It was there a year ago and they missed it because it doesn't show up on a mammogram. And that was kind of scary, to be honest with you. This thing was a large tumor. There was a traveling nurse named Tiffany. She said, what's that? And Paula said, oh, that lump. And she said, oh, my. How long has that been there? And Paula said, a year. So I'm going to show that to the doctor. Paul and I had the chance to go back and meet Tiffany and another nurse named Christy to take her flowers and a card. And she's from Minnesota. And it was the most of the greatest, greatest experience to sit there and watch my wife cry with those two nurses and thanking them for helping her, being grateful. And so it's been quite a journey. But in life that way, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you, Rich. It just is. And just remember, if you're going through something right now, there's hope. See, that's that's what Rich is saying here, powering others with hope and self-confidence. And see, Rich and I are encouragers. That's my title, Chief Encouragement Officer. And I didn't come up with that, by the way. Trick Kathy that started Chick-fil-A, he said, if you're going to be a CEO, you might as well be a Chief Encouragement Officer. And I said, I think I'll take that title, Rich. So, And so that's what God's called me to do. So I want to encourage you today, whoever's listening, whoever might see this podcast, I want to encourage you that there's hope. And you got two guys right here telling you it's in your corner. You can do it. You can make it. Jackie, gosh dang. Well, God bless you, and thank you for, for the, the, the shout out there. It's just the, the right thing to do, and that's, you know, if I can empower you with hope, I know that uh, it, it, you're going to pass that on to Paula, and then all the, the encourager you are to so many others, but thank you. I've got, actually, my daughter just popped in, so oh, okay. uh, you, you miss getting your grand, your grandson on the, yeah. the camera, but she, uh, I'll, I'll, Radlin, come on over here. She's oh, yeah. uh, you grabbed my book here because I asked her to read through the editor's copy. So those watching the live stream, you can see my beautiful daughter. This is Mr. Jackie Liston. He's a, a Ziegler uh, speaker, trainer, coach, and uh, brother. His wife just battled through, uh, not in February, uh, she had breast cancer, and it was uh, pretty far along and developed. She had a double mysectomy, and but they were able to get it all cleaned up. And, and uh, once again, no chemo, no radiation, and, and, and a clean bill of health in just a matter of months from all the prayers, all the hope, all the faith that persistent consistency that we talk about folks but um, uh, most importantly that faith and belief that look we're going to get through this thing which is the title of jackie's book uh, uh and, and and you you've got this extra chapter on the end and uh it, it's crazy I, I say this because our book uh, becoming bullyproof that's coming out it just wasn't right i didn't know what was missing and it took years and years and years but i, I wouldn't com wasn't comfortable putting it out well probably the same thing with yours now you've got a chapter that Obviously, you didn't want to go through what you went through, 
But no. now that you did, my gosh, what what a culmination to end the book as another uh, uh, lesson on empowering people or being an encourager, as you like to say, sir. Yes, and nice to meet your daughter. And what's what's her first name again? Uh, great to hear about your wife. So oh, thank you. Thank you all. Your prayers were felt. Trust me. It's uh, it's Madeline. Uh, Madeline. Madeline. Thank you. Yeah. What a blessing. You got a great dad, by the way. I, we we hit it oh. off from day one. So I need to give her the earphone so she can hear that. He said he said you have a great dad. Yeah, yeah, you got a great. Yeah. All right. She wouldn't trade me in, at least not today. So that's good news. <laughs> and once again, those uh, watching the live stream, you get a chance to see my beautiful daughter, Madeline. If you're just listening to the podcast, thank you for listening to the podcast and make sure you subscribe. And of course, if we've earned it, give us that five-star review and then share it with others. But I encourage you to listen in on Thursdays at one o'clock Eastern Standard Time to the, the spotlight show in the live stream so you can see and engage and ask questions and be a part of the show. So, and maybe get to see Madeline. Yeah, she's Absolutely. an entertainer. So Madeline, right. have, she's going to read over the book here uh, to help Dad out to make sure there's no error. So one more little shout-out for the book. April 26th, folks, Becoming Bullyproof, April 26th. And then once again, Jackie suppose that'll be just enough time for you to read this book and be hungry and craving something else. And then Jackie's book will be out, so it'll be a one-two punch for you. Yep. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so a, a surprise from Miss Madeline. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read your book in the massage chair. Okay, well, thank you, Madeline. I just got her note. She was to me. And uh, she, she came and got the dog, too. The dog has to sit in with me uh, during the podcast in the yeah. in the office because anytime a dog's name's Dallas, you know, Cowboys fan. No. And uh, the, uh, if not, anybody that comes to the door, she uh, she's tough on the inside and she howls. Arr! I mean, loud, loud, loud. But then she hides as she's howling. <laughs> awesome. Well, good stuff. Is uh, is your grandson? Is he, is he, I, I, uh, is he still around? He's still here. I'll, I'll just say it. Let me let me ask my wife. He is. We'll have him come get on here just real quick. Let me ask her. Absolutely. We're making all kinds of. I uh, see once again, folks. Uh, those those listening yeah. only. That's great, and uh, you get to kind of use your mind to, to envision what we're seeing. Uh, that's your encouragement. Oh. Okay, he's gone. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, gosh, he lived, he lived. He, he, they live next door to us on the ranch. And so Paul is mom and dad. So Paul Howard's my father-in-law and Paul was an RCA cowboy. He's 84 years old and I can't keep up with him. What's can, RCA cowboy? He, do what, he, he's a, he was a professional. They call it PRCA now. And they it was, it used to call the Rodeo Cowboy Association. Now rodeo Cowboy. Okay. Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association. Oh, my. You can Google Ivory Snow Cowboy, and that's my father-in-law. He made a commercial in 1969. Well, he's just here playing with my grandson, Jace Jackson. So if you heard that in the background, we live right. We all live right on the ranch here. My, my in-laws live up this way. My, my daughter and son-in-law and grandson live this. It's all part of the ranch here. So I feel very blessed to, Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, how, how many acres? Uh, how many acres do you have? We're on about, about fifty acres here, and then we got a couple eighty-acre tracks close by with cattle and horses. You know, I'm still you know, once you're a farm boy, you know, you just can't get away from it. So we, you know, we just work hard and and enjoy life and and try to help others. So that's just what my life's all about. I give them back. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I've uh, recently moved to Florida here, so for the first time ever, I've got uh, neighbors, which is uh, which is different. But uh, um, it's all good. It, it, it's good. We're blessed to be in uh, Florida, uh, which it was, it was a cross between, well, Texas or Florida, Texas, and Tennessee. And, uh, um, you know, Texas has got my Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, but uh, we love the beaches, so we came to Florida and feel like we're doing a good thing here. And our martial arts academy is still growing and thriving. And we're actually talking about potentially in the the, the near very near future selling the uh, the academy to our our manager, the guy that's been uh, running it for the since we've been in Florida here. He's doing an incredible job, and we're very happy about that. So those still in the uh, you know Edwardsville, Glen Carbon, Granite City, Collinsville, uh, Belleville, Bethalto surrounding areas, St. Louis surrounding areas. Uh, if you're looking for a martial arts academy to help empower your kids to life skills, character development, manners, discipline, respect, leadership, and what we call bullyproof, uh, come check us out. First class is completely free. And then those listening, make sure you subscribe to our, our YouTube channel, smack that bell so you're notified of every live stream, of every podcast that's coming out. And uh, if, you, if we've earned it, give us that five-star review, and therefore we'll rate a little higher in the search engine. And then also it's a way to, if, if you found value in this message, please, we encourage you to share it with others. Because that's, once again, our, our mission is making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering you know, everyone we meet, kids, parents, teens, adults, with the hope, confidence, to believe in themselves, to stand up to any bully they face, both real in their mind, but also have that courage to stand out in a crowd to utilize your God-given talents, your talents you have that nobody else possesses. Like Jackie's talking about writing his book. You know, the, we had a, our PGA Golf Pro was on the last episode who's doing what he can to empower kids to not only take on the game of golf, but play it the right way with the manners, discipline, uh, honor, and integrity, and respect. And prior to that, we had another martial artist on. He was, he was opening another studio here in Florida. But y'all, common theme with all our guests, it's all about that encouraging, that empowerment uh, to, to, to help spread that or plant those right seeds in the minds of others. Because, man, oh, man, we're inundated with negativity. Weeds, part of my book, or there's a, a part talking about it's the older me meeting the, I'm sorry, the younger me meeting the older me 40 years later, and we go on a journey together, and a part of the book, we talk about uh, weeds and seeds, and uh, there's this part where I say, hey, well, well, how'd that weed grow out in the middle of the rock driveway? Did you plant it there? And the younger me says, well, no, why would I do that? And I ask, well, how did it get there? Well, I don't know. I guess it just happened, which leads into a story about how negative thoughts from mm-hmm. the negativity that uh, we're inundated with in society plant those negative weeds. They just pop up anywhere. Because, unfortunately, there's a lot of negativity out there. Now, that doesn't mean we go down negative town. It means we see that weed, but we pluck it as soon as we can so it doesn't grow those roots. And I talk about how I've had some weeds that, you know, have been planted 40, 50 years ago that are still there. And I think I got them up. But, man, the longer they sit there and manifest, the tougher and stronger those roots are. So get those babies up as soon as you can and then surround yourself with positive influencers that's going to help you see the light, have the faith, the belief, and confidence. Uh, and then you are, as Jim Rohn says, you are a product of who you surround yourself with. I'm blessed to surround myself with people like Jackie, the Ziegler family, our guests that we have on our podcast, and they're continuously reminded me to continue to do things that I needed to do because I'm a human being just like everybody else. And everyone needs a hero, and I promise you, you are a hero to somebody. Just like Jackie's been a hero to Paula and his family, and she's been equally a hero to him, giving him the strength and the courage. To, to, to go out there and fight the battles that he needs to fight, to be on the podcast today, to share his wisdom with you. Wow. Good stuff? How do you feel, sir? Feel good? Feel great. Thank you all so much. It's so uh, honored to be here. And, and uh, you know, just this, this, this this keep lifting people up. I mean, we live in a day when everybody needs encouragement. And uh, I'm a quote guy, and I've got a quote coming out this week that, it just kind of popped off the page in the in the book. And it, it says basically says that, you know, encouragement soothes the soul, Rich. And then something amazing happens. Hope shows up. And well, so as encouragers, we love to encourage and lift up 
and, and, and practice that, you know, if I were seeing you for the first time and we come up and God kind of gave this to me a couple of years ago, I'll say, Jackie, how you doing? I'll say, I'm grateful. And I get the best response. Some people get quiet. Some people say, well, me too, you know, and I don't have a patent on that. So please use that. Right. <laughs> well, if you could read uh, the, the quote, oh, first of all, before we repeat the quote, but tell people, cause I, I'm blessed to be on your email list. So, um, weekly, I get a wonderful short little email. I know we're all inundated with emails. Uh, what Jackie does, he sends it out once a week. It's a short little pick me up uh, a, a email of a of a quote. He's a quotester, if that's a word. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he sends them out there to kind of empower you. So, Jackie, tell them first how to subscribe, and uh, so they can be on your email list. And then, second of all, if you could repeat that quote again, so I can go ahead and write that down. Yes. So you can reach me at Jackie at jdliston.com. And uh, or you can go to www.jdliston.com and and uh, find out a little bit more about me. And also, you can you can uh, reach out and get on the quote. And uh, you know, it just it's amazing, Rich. I've been doing those since 2007. I have no idea where they go. I get the best responses back. And uh, and so basically, the quote this week that is one that God gave me, and it just says that you know, encouragement soothes the soul, and then something amazing happens hope shows up. And so when you encourage, it just, it just soothes. It, it helps. It, it lifts and we're lifters and we need to lift each other up. We live in a day, right? That, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to find good things, but they're out there. You just gotta, you just gotta have the right mindset and know where to look for it. And I'm going to encourage you to do that and get your mindset right. And, uh, and, you know, that's what we do as coaches, you know, Ziggler, we help people transform lives and it's not rocket science, but it works. And uh, I think that's the thing now. And, this age of my life, I'm living in my purpose, Rich. And there's something about living your purpose, right? A lot of people are like, well, what's my why? And that's what we help you do. And, and when you live in your purpose, to know the purpose that you were created for, I have to tell you, it's a great thing. And, some, and like, sometimes it takes us a while to find it, but don't give up on it. You have a purpose. You're important. And I always do this kind of funny. I'll get somebody to hold up their thumb, you know, or look at their thumb. They go, why am I looking at my thumb? Because I tell them, there'll never be another you. So by there never being another you, guess what? The pressure's off. All you got to be is you. So just be you because you're special. You're rare. Oh, that's fantastic. That is good, good stuff. <laughs> I got encouragement soothes the soul. It soothes the, uh, listen to me, tongue tied, blah, blah, blah. Encouragement soothes the soul. I'd say that five times fast. Yeah. And then hope shows up. Then, then and some, then that, yeah, and oh, something yeah, amazing happens. Hope shows up. Something amazing. Wow, well, I got to get all of it right. Goodness gracious. And it'll, it'll, and I might be paraphrased. It'll come out this week on this week's quote, but, but that just popped off the page when I was looking at the book the other day. I thought, wow. And uh, it really does, you know. And hope is something we all need hope. I'm without hope in this life, Rich. We're in trouble, right? And that's our job is to bring hope. There's hope. I'm just telling you, there's hope. It's there. And, and anyway, there's greatness in each one of you listening. Rich and I are here to tell you you know, we just, that's our job is to pull that greatness out of you. And you help pull greatness out of others. And, you know, Rich is helping these kids and it's so important and how timely, you know, and I love the weed deal, man, because I'm on a farm out here and I got weeds coming up right now and the cows are trying to get them when they're tender, but you let them get up and they get rough. I'll let it, they don't touch them. Man, you know. Yeah. And that's the, uh, uh, when I was kind of trying to put together the, the empowering kind of working on the mission or the purpose, uh, I, I wanted hope in there and it, it just, I had to keep circling and keep cycling. 
but hope is kind of the biggest thing is that, uh, you know, in, in empowering others with courage and self-confidence, uh, you know, motivating, inspiring, and I kept coming up with different phrases, that, which meant something, but I chose the word empowering because, uh, you know, people say, well, inspiration doesn't last, motivation doesn't last, well, Zig says, neither does bathing. Well, my thought was, well, you know what, if you're empowered, that's like a, a, a pilot light. That light, that empowerment, that's power that has that light going. You can turn the dial and that flame is always there. But once you're empowered, but you got to be empowered with that hope. Because when hope is gone, when that pilot light goes out, that's when people turn to drugs, alcohol, other sins. And then, of course, inevitably, what it ends to when someone has lost all complete hope, if there's no hope for living, then they turn to the real dark side and end up taking their own life. And that's what, like I said, ages 10 to 34, Mm. second leading cause of death is suicide. Now, it's always been... I don't know, 17 to about 22, 23, you know, those uh, teen years uh, when you're going through hormonal changes, you're, you're getting out of school, you're not fitting in and all those things. Well, and here's the thing, I would talk about fitting in. The great ones never do. Well, guess what? Every single one of you listening and, and watching this, you're great in your own way. You have a gift that God only gave you. And as Jackie had mentioned, it's your job to try and find that gift. Now, and I promise you, and this is the discovery mode, how to find it. I guarantee if you're not sure what it is, somebody that's close to you, ask them, what, what do you think I'm really good at? And they'll probably laugh and none of your friends will be ridiculous, but really stay on them. And then write that down and then get a pen and paper out and write down what you love to do, what you enjoy doing, what gives you the greatest joy, what you feel the best about yourself and what repeats itself. There's something there because it's in your subconscious mind anyway, but get it out of your head and get it on paper. It's a simple little approach, and uh, it, it doesn't mean it's going to be uh, easy. You know, people always ask me all the time, man, you make things so, so gosh darn easy. Oh, yeah, it's easier, easier said than done. Uh, well, how do you say it? Easier said than done. Well, I, I challenge you, name one thing that's not easier said than done. There's not. So get off of that excuse. <laughs> Write the gosh darn thing down. There's your right hook reality. Well, good stuff, Jackie. Well, uh, thank you very, very much. Did, did, did you have a good time on the show? Uh, and uh, I know time is valuable, and the fact that you took time with us, I'm so very grateful and thankful for sharing and being open to uh, the stories about uh, Paula and uh, uh, obviously your book and the many challenges you've gone through. Well, I'm honored to be here today, Rich, and I value our friendship. And one last plug for your book, folks, let's try to get this out to everybody we can because the more, the more people that can read, because, you know, Rich definitely has a way to show kids how to deal with this that's going on today, that maybe my age group, we didn't really have to deal with what the kids are dealing with. So proud of you, Rich. Thank you for doing this book. I, I know being in a book process right now, it's not easy, but it's so important. And I hope it encourages others to tell their story, because like Zig said, everybody needs to write a book. Thank you very, very much. Oh, we got a friend on, Mr. Oh, Mr. Wilson, we're going to have him on the podcast coming up at some point in time. We'll have coordinator schedules. He says, great, with a smiley face. Thank you, sir. God bless you, Mr. Wilson. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, the, the, the book, and, and just a reminder, folks, it's written, uh, it's kind of a middle school grade novel. Uh, we wrote it that way because it's a fun read, but it's empowering, boy, and it's uh, highs and lows, ups and downs that have you on the edge of your seat, and it's uh, experiences from my childhood. Uh, not only when I was bullied, but also the bullying I've seen as a, as a coach, as a martial arts instructor, as a teacher, and then also bullying that some of my kids went through. And a lot of, a lot of that is through social media, through, you know, our, our devices here, which 
You know, we, we all live by the darn thing, but they're also a big bully in our pocket too. We allow it to be. And, uh, but it, it's also the biggest thing about that empowerment. And I talk about this bully being bully proof. It's not bully prevention uh, because you can't prevent something that's been going on since Cain and Abel. And it's more than just bully awareness. Being aware is important, but proof means it's, and I got this from the, uh, the armor of God in the Bible. I never thought about it until somebody had brought it up a couple years ago and said, that sounds like the armor of God in the Bible. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I talk about putting on your, your breastplate, your chest plate, which not, uh, you, you go out there with your, your uh, bullyproof armor on, which deflects the negative arrows off. And you have it on your chest, and you also have it on your head to protect your mind and your heart, your two most vulnerable areas. But it's all about that belief inside, that self-confidence. And that armor has to be strengthened from the inside out, not the outside in. That's just, uh, I, that all starts with that self-confidence. But it's also, folks who are listening, it's not only about bullies on the playground, not only about bullies in the locker room, it's also mainly about the bullies in our mind. But then also, there's a lot of yucky predators out there. There's a lot of, uh, I guess the term nowadays is the groomers and the people that are doing horrible things with children. And they take advantage of vulnerable kids that don't believe in themselves, that have lost hope and looking for some kind of guidance and mentorship. So that's what the Bullyproof brand is all about, strengthening them with the tools to stand up to any bully, any predator, any uh, um, uh, uh, groomer that they face, both real and in their mind. So that's the essence, and that's why it's a little different than most uh, quote, quote, bully prevention books. Uh, I, I think a lot of bully prevention and bully awareness books simply touch on, uh, yeah, be aware of bullying. Well, that's good. Let's spread the awareness. But we're, and, and, and let's be realistic as well. We're never going to prevent something that's been going around uh, on since Adam and Eve, since Cain and Abel. You know, the first two brothers who walked the face of the earth were bullied. They uh, Cain bullied Abel, right, and ended up killing him. And then, of course, Adam and Eve were bullied by Satan, <laughs> attempted by the snake. So it's never going to go away. But what we can do is empower each other to stand up and then help. You know, we can't help Satan, but we can help that kid who maybe is the bully who's making the bad choice. And that's what Bully Proof is all about. So a little plug for the book there. Outstanding. Good stuff. Well, Jackie, uh, last little line, you, you gave the, the, the one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one more because I kind of talked a little uh, over the top there uh, about the book there. So encouragement uh, soothes the soul, and then something amazing happens. Hope shows up. Wow. Give us one more, and then we'll, we'll, we'll let people go for the day. You want, you want another quote? You gosh darn right I do. No, one that when we were down at the coaches summit for the Ziggler and the gentleman that was Success Magazine, and I wanted I wanted to reiterate it. You know, you used to tell my son the ten little words if it if it is to be, it's up to me, and that's true. But I want to change that, and I've adopted since we since the Ziggler summit. If it is to be, it's up to we. It's going to take all of us conquering these issues, and I'm glad to be on this team with you, Rich, and others. Trust me, it all goes together, every bit of it, and it's going to take all of us. And with collectively, if it is to be, it's up to we. We will turn this thing in the right direction. I, I believe that with all my heart. And why, oh boy, folks that listen a lot, you know, I talk about the power of the fist. Individual fingers can only do so much. You know, I throw a pebble, Jackie throws a pebble. Yeah, we're creating ripples, which is good. Spread awareness, but we is that fist, that unity, that strength, that honor, that power that integrity to stand together and do the right thing to protect our kids, to protect uh, our elders, to protect women, to protect each and every one of us from the bullies that are out there. 
to help empower us to believe in ourselves to live what I call our best kick in life. And that means we're kicking life's butt together. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, gosh darn, Jackie, thank you so very much for the time, the prayers, the blessings, the hope, the confidence, the, the, the golden nuggets. And those listening, uh, uh, thank you for t- taking time out of your busy day to be with us. As we said, we're going to do everything we can to empower you, but you have to actually turn it on. You have to make the choice to listen and be a part of this thing. If you like what you heard, please share it with others and uh, to empower them and give us that little five-star review review if we've earned it. And then remember, April 26th, Becoming Bullyproof is coming out, and we'd love for that thing to go uh, at least Amazon bestseller and possibly bestseller. And, uh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, one, that's going to rate higher in the search engines, and it's going to help uh, many, many, many others out there because they're going to find the book a little bit easier instead of having to search through the millions of books that are already out there. So I, I, uh, um, I humbly ask and encourage you to think about it, purchase it for yourself and others. All right. Folks, I love you. Jackie loves you. Yes, sure do. Please share that love with the world. Yes. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. I promise you'll be your very best. You'll become bullyproof. Yes. And you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to read your comments. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. God bless everybody. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please subscribe and please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And if you think we earned it, I kindly ask that you please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll become your very best to become bullyproof and you'll live your best kick in life.